Hello everyone, for Gray Man Media, I am your host, Devin Gray, and this is Down to Earth with Thomas Farless. Thomas is a music education student, plays sousaphone for the University of Louisville's marching band, and is also in the UofL Singing Cardsman. Thomas, how the hell are you today? Howdy, I'm phenomenal. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show, brother. I'm... <laughs> uh, I'm giddy. <laughs> it, it's just fun, because this is like... I was on Eric's podcast, and it was cool and all, but we just recorded it on his phone... In the living room. My living room. Not even his living room. It was my <laughs> living room. And, I mean, it was cool. Yeah. I knew I was getting out there, but, like, you have a... It's like a mini studio. It's well, There's a lot of cool things in it. Yeah? There's, yeah. like, a pantry. <laughs> <laughs> I just called attention to the least, most, the least interesting thing in the room. You know, we got some beans. There's some oats, oats over there, you know? See uh, apple cider, apple cider vinegar. You want to do vinegar shots? Absolutely, the fuck not. Good. I'm glad you said that <laughs> because I forget who it was. I think it was Stefan at work, and he said, "Thomas, you want to do vinegar shots?" And I was like, "Why would I want? I mean, sure, because I, I didn't know how bad it was gonna be. It was awful. I never ever want to do that again. It hurts so much. I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Um, you the only lost- kind of shot I've ever done. Really? Yeah. That's gonna change soon. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> You were also mentioning uh, something else that was on my set. Oh, is that? It's a lot of liquid death. Not a sponsor, but absolutely can be. Um, now that we got the, the plug out of the way. Yeah, no, I, I, I noticed there's like three separate boxes over here just on the shelf, <laughs> among all the other things. Oh, wait, there's a bunch of cans out, too. Yeah. You just, I guess you got to live it. <laughs> there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> there too. Yeah, you gotta live it. We have a lot of liquid death. Yeah, I can yeah. tell. We, it's pretty good water. Yeah, you gotta sell it. Yeah, uh, excuse me, not sell it literally because you might. Yeah, I'm, I'm might not, be illegal in some form or fashion. It might get me in trouble. What I mean, that's like one of my catchphrases. though, is you gotta sell it because we were at the hospital today for the marching band or at the U of L Peace Hospital specifically, the mental hospital, and we were playing outside for the workers. And what I really liked was that they were loving it too. But we were like, let's take it to the next level. So me and the sousaphones, there's five of us. We were at first like in a tunnel set. So we have one wall of students on the one side of the road, one wall of students on the other. All the sousaphones are in the back. We're like, you know what? When we do this thing called Diddy, which is where like the drum line plays and everybody else just dances, five of us, we slowly walk up to the to the main entrance to the building and the drums are going just building up and then as soon as they let loose we're like y'all ready for this and we <laughs> we hump our horns vigorously in front of all these people they were totally into it it was awesome you gotta sell it if you don't break your pelvis if you don't like hurt yourself for this band what are you doing <laughs> how are like people supposed to enjoy it what the fuck? you gotta sell it that's why i try to tell everyone every year so you're you're the you're the you're the what now for the sousaphone? I'm one of the co-section leaders. It just means that, like, among the students that are in the band, you have a section leader for every section, and me and Eric are co-section leaders of the sousaphones. He takes care of most of, like, the rehearsal with just sousaphones this year because I have to teach... Uh, I have to teach this one person who has never played a brass instrument before how to do it, and that takes almost all of, like, my rehearsal time while we're there. Why are you... Why is somebody in the marching band that's never played... Because we're allowing people to come in. We've always allowed people to come into the band and just learn an instrument, pretty much. Really? I mean, maybe maybe don't say that straight to the directors. 
don't be like, hey, I have no idea how to play any of this. Let me in. Because <laughs> there are auditions, too. I, it's not like you can't get in, but... Well, clearly. You can get in and just learn an instrument on the fly. Many people do. I haven't done it just because I was in the sousaphone sec- Well, my first year was on sousaphone, so I guess that's when I learned it. But I had played brass before. Why are you? Why? Why did you choose sousaphone? I don't know. Oh wait, yeah, I do. Um, the the no, the director emailed us before I had even gotten to camp and was like, "We need more sousaphones," and I was like, "Um, sure, I guess." I didn't know how much pain and misery was going to cause me, but more than the pain and misery, it's like no, the pain and misery is what binds us together. Being in physical pain almost all the time, staying after all the time because we have to put our shit up, and then <sighs> I love it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I genuinely do. What what's so? I mean, you're basically just playing a tuba, right? Yes, it's a tuba that you wear. Sousaphone. What's the difference? The difference? Yeah. What's the, the tuba? Yeah. Have you seen a tuba? I mean, yeah, but they look exactly like what a suit. What, what? No, no, no. Yes, they do. That's not a tuba. A tuba. <laughs> you're trying to rile me up. <laughs> <laughs> a tuba is the one that you sit down with, and it sits in your lap, and it's the big. It, it's just a long, it's a big old cone, essentially. And it like, the bell is facing up towards the sky. What's you, the bell? The bell is the part that's open. Oh, that's not the cone? It's like, you know, like a, the in the cartoons when the clowns have a little honky horn? They go, mm-hmm. honk, honk. Yeah. It's one of those, but really big. And also, you don't play it with your hand. You don't go honk, honk. You, well, you press the valves down with your fingers, and then you play with your mouth. You go, oh, I'm not going to spit into this guard here, but I'm going to go. <laughs> That's a that's a similar motion that you have to do when you're playing trumpet, right? Yes, because yeah. that's a brass instrument. Oh, is all brass? Wow, I can play brass instruments, guys. I never knew that. Anyone can. Yeah, that's... I'm learning woodwinds right now too. I got a flute in my bag. Yeah, how's mm-hmm. that coming? It's sick. I love flute. So, how do they play tubas at football games when they're marching? I mean, we we wear them, but that's a sousaphone. We play a sousaphone during marching band. How do they carry the trump or the the tubas then? We don't. We carry sousaphones. <laughs> Devin, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm trying to get you going here. I'm trying to get you going. Uh, I right, know. Right. Tell me about the flute. Tell me about the flute. That's Let's a go. flute? Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say about the flute. That's interesting. I mean, nobody. the majority of my listeners don't play instruments, so. Oh, sure. So That anything. does make sense. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, so. Um. Let me tell you just a thing about COVID in general is that if you've ever seen a flute or like any sort of wind instrument, there's like an open hole on it in which the sound comes out of mm. because you have to be able to hear the sound. Um, <laughs> and what we have to do, by the way, just look up an image of a flute or a tuba or something like that. We have to tie things over the holes now because it creates um, what's it, what it was called in the study is uh, air particles, not particles. Aerosol aerosols yeah yeah and they get everywhere so we put covers on our bells and stuff and i have to wrap one with a hair tie over the end of my flute and stuff like that um other than that i, I don't know i think flute's fun what, how, how do you hear that hear it then does it just go through it goes through it's not a like impermeable fucking you don't put a you don't tie a brick to the end of your instrument you just put a cloth over it could you play the flute with a brick tied to the end of it maybe could you <laughs> yes I don't actually know, but you got to sell it. (laughs) (laughs) Sticking to it, man. Uh, If you were in a circus, what would your act be? Circus? Yeah. 
Well, it would probably involve playing an instrument, but like I'm not physically coordinated is the thing. <laughs> I learned that when I tried to play snare drum at a pet band gig once is that my left is totally off from my right. It's really bad. What is it? Your left foot? My left hand. My hands in oh. which I hold the sticks to which I hit the drum with. But you have you have a pair of drumsticks. Yeah, I, I have already... sticks. That doesn't mean I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Percussion's not your thing, huh? No, no, it's not, but I'm trying really hard because I have to. I have to know how to teach kids how to play it. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to do you want to do teach high school? Yes. High school was specifically just because probably that's where I hit my stride. That's where I started. That was the first class I ever got to and I was like, this is kind of lit. I look forward to going to this every day. High school band. I was really into that. Middle school band, it was pretty cool, but like also it's where we kind of like bully each other sometimes. <laughs> And also, like, I was just not social at that point. High school was when I became, when I started actually talking to people. Yeah. 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 So what what was the first instrument you ever played? Trumpet. And I was, I was really bad at it. Me too. So <laughs> in middle school, I played it all throughout middle school and I was not great. I remember being, I think, the only trumpet player when we were trying to play the SpongeBob theme song. during one, It was like our seventh grade concert. I was garbage, dude. <laughs> The, the clarinets, they, they knew what they were doing. They carried me the whole way. <laughs> Do you know how to play a clarinet? No, but I mean, it wouldn't be too hard to figure out. Give me like, give me two days. What the fuck did you just say? What? You can learn you can learn an entire excuse Excuse me, hold on. Well, it's because I know the basics of a woodwind instrument. I, I have a saxophone, or excuse me, I had one. TJ has it right now. Yeah. But I have one and I know how to play it. I'm just not good at it. So, and the clarinet is basically the same thing. So, like, I get irritated when people, like, compare, like, the euphonium to the baritone and stuff like that. But, like, I'm probably going to piss someone off by saying the <laughs> euphonium. I mean, the saxophone clarinet are the same thing. <laughs> Point is, I know the basics. And I can learn how to play, like, you know, eight notes in, like, two days. Could you teach somebody to play the clarinet? Not like, yet. Not, not yet? Not yet. Man, so you're literally going to have to learn every instrument, huh? Every instrument that is in a conventional band setting in a school in America. <laughs> Maybe I'll learn guitar too at some point. I don't know. Why? Why did? What made you want to? Because I know you switched majors. You were going originally yep. for engineering, right? Mm -hmm. I was an engin electrical engineer because that was my family. That's what yeah. we did. We were engineers. Uh, I, my great grandpa and my grandma worked on rockets. Whoa! My grandma still. Whoa! Does. What? Like for like NASA and shit. Mm, I don't know if it was NASA, but it was space rockets of some kind. That's dope. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty dope. I should ask them more about it when I get the chance. Uh, <laughs> I should text my grandma right now. I did talk to her a couple of days ago. It was her birthday. Let's get grandma on the phone. But I should. Ask, oh no, she loves to talk, dude. She'll go on and on. I love my grandma. Shout out to Nina. Love you, Nina. <laughs> so, um, so, but what? Why specifically did you change your majors? It was just because. Uh, so, like in high school. Our engineering program was there. I went to Jefferson Town High School. It was a magnet school, and engineering was a feature program there um, along with welding. What? Welding. I didn't know they had welding at J-Town. They, they had welding. They have welding. I don't know if they still have it. I don't know why they wouldn't have it. Right. They have welding. It's called the LEAD program or something, and every it's like an acronym, L-E-A-D. I don't know where welding fits in there. It's probably not called welding. <laughs> but they had a lot of mechanical stuff. Okay, that's and cool. I was in engineering, and it was a fine program, but like, it was in high school, and 
like most people didn't give a shit. <laughs> so like we didn't do much during most class days. It, it became a joke in my eleventh uh, grade uh, programming class for engineering, where we program small vex robots to do things. Uh, it became a joke where every time we walk in, it's like, "Yo, Mr. Herms, what's up?" He's like, oh, we're going to learn about something today. And we said, oh, what's that? It's a free day? Free day! <laughs> let's, let's go play Halo. Because <laughs> we had Halo on the computers at school, and it was fun. So do you think it was just because you stopped trying to do what everybody else in your family was doing and started more focusing on the thing that you love? Or it, Yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't... I didn't do it because, per se, it was what they wanted me to do. Well, maybe it was. It's just because I didn't have an idea of what I wanted to do when I got into high school, which is where my major choices started popping up it's that my dad was like you know, should do the engineering program and i was like okay i mean what else would i do and that's <laughs> so that's what i did okay but i also ended up joining band at the same time because it was an extracurricular but through that band i i started started getting character you know in high school i like met like my best friend i started actually talking to people i got into band which was my first my first performance outlet and the first time that i had an outlet to do something and show off, I guess. Not show off, but it was the first time that I had ever performed anything. <laughs> I, I never ended up making like a cool robot I could show my parents or something because I just, I wasn't, I mean, I was interested. I wanted to do my classwork because I'm a good student. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a good noodle. We got to get through the material. I was a good noodle. <laughs> but like everybody else was not pretty much. And that made it a lot harder for us to get through material. And so most days I was like, oh, fucking serious <laughs> but as it turns out when i got to college the engineering courses were really hard yeah really hard i failed calculus twice rough yeah and um i was just like you know what i haven't had the opportunity to get any job experience i haven't like been in a venue where i could learn like what it's like day to day to do engineering stuff except for my dad he did take me to his job once or twice but i was too young at the time and me and my little brother just played hide and seek because it was a big warehouse and he was on his <laughs> computer but <laughs> sure engineering probably has aspects to it that i would like there's like number crunching paperwork i mean it's easy enough it's busy work but in terms of being an engineer and like building new things and designing new things um i'm not very creative and as much as people say that i am smart i'm not incredibly smart i'm studious and i i and i have good work ethic a hundred percent can can vouch for that <clears throat> yes good work ethic jess talks about that 24 7 at work Mm -hmm. she 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 admires how hard you work i'm glad <clears throat> and I'm, I'm glad to hear that she says that too very nice so um <laughs> oh and, and i'm sorry to finish the thought music was the next best thing for me to do as a career oh okay i got you so I was it wasn't like, even necessarily that you just you were making a, a choice for yourself it was just like oh it was for myself oh okay i good. was very scared to tell my parents but they were just like cool because <laughs> <laughs> like I, i've had strict parents growing up a lot but yeah. As it turns out, I came to them, and they have since mellowed out since they're, since when I was young, because when I was young, my dad was still in college. He had me and my little brother divorced with my mom. Ugh. But since then, <laughs> things have chilled out in some ways, gotten worse in some ways. I'm not, I'm not here to trash talk my family. I love my family. We don't talk often, never have, but like, I, I should talk to them more often. <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. So you said something that confused me. So you you, you live you were living in Alabama, but you went to J-Town High School? Yes. No, I lived in Alabama for half my life so far. 
I moved when I was like 10 or 11. I moved my freshman year. No, no, no. It was my first year of middle school. I moved midway through sixth grade. To Louisville? Mm-hmm. Then I went to Myers Middle School. That school is shut down now. And the one time a guy got beat up so bad in the hallway that he shit his pants. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lots of fun things happened at that school. But it's it was terrible. Fun. Oh, oh, and the, the the thing that I remember most about band in that class, among all others, was there was this kid named Lane. I don't remember his last name, so I can't like drop him. But Lane, like, he was like not a bully, but like, I, I was a I was a big crybaby. I've been nothing but a crybaby up until like midway through high school. Like, if you so much as talk to me, I might get upset. I'm not <laughs> kidding. <laughs> it was like maybe seventh grade math class and like the cool kids came over to me and they were like so do you like jerk off sometimes and i was like why would you ask that and i started crying <laughs> oh my God. anyway point is i was a cry baby and the lane like kind of got on my nerves sometimes and so one time i was like i'm gonna get him back and, and i walked behind him while he was sitting down and his head is like right here and I was behind him, and I took both my hands and I went, bop, on both of his ears. Have you ever done that to somebody? Yeah. Has it been done to you? Yes. Yeah, it's it hurts. Horrible. It's <laughs> awful. I made him cry. Oh, Thomas. <laughs> I felt really bad afterward. Did and you cry? I didn't cry because he was crying. Actually, I didn't cry during the incident. But I was really upset, and I was like, I'm sorry. But I was more so scared of the teacher. I mean, I was genuinely sorry. It's so weird to hear that. Like that you were, that you were had extreme I, emotions because you're so stoic now. Yeah, you're pretty unbothered. Shit, uh, shit doesn't bother me now. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I don't. In, it's probably part of the atmosphere that I have around me and the people that I know is that I don't take part in conflict a lot. Neither is conflict presented to me often. So I feel like if I were put into actual situations where I had to make a choice between like this person and the other person. I might have more difficulty, but as is, I like to think that I have just kind of like a chill atmosphere about me, except for when I'm at work and I'm like, why aren't you working to your job? <laughs> I've tried to be better about that though, because Austin used to rail me for that. And that's why I didn't like working with him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, plus you got, then towards the end of it, you guys were living together also. It's yeah. Well, difficult. actually, yeah. But I mean, we don't, it's not like we're hanging out all the time. I mean, I see him often, but like that didn't have anything to do with it. Oh, okay. I love him outside of work. Well, he can be kind of an ass. <laughs> but <laughs> I knows. still love him. He but knows. At, <laughs> but at work, I'm like, Austin, what are you doing right now? And he says, just chilling. I'm like, that's cool. You want to get out of here on time? And he's totally confident that he can do it. And he does for the most part. Yeah. It just makes me mad that like he stands there for a while. <laughs> and then he blasts his work. And I'm like, I just... <sighs> <laughs> Maybe it's something about the fact that it's not the way I do it. Yeah. It makes me mad. I'm trying not to be like that. You're so frustrated. <laughs> Just looking at your face talking about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a question here. Well, I have more of a statement than, than anything from Austin specifically. When I asked him for questions, this is exactly what he sent me. He said, honestly... Just ask him really embarrassing questions that put him on the spot. He'll answer honestly, and it'll be great content. <laughs> it's true. I'm not going to lie on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to... I said this on Eric's podcast. I'm trying to be a teacher one day. I don't want to have stuff out there that like gets me in trouble. <laughs> I haven't done many things that would get me in trouble. Except but, for like, have sex in public. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Jess thought that was funny. <laughs> 
Yeah, he doesn't it, seem like the type, does he? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because the, the person I was with at the time was that it was just kind of a thing. Yeah. Also, we didn't have a place to do it. I was, we were in high school, and the best place to do it was my car. So, mm. and we didn't want to do it in the car for once because the car had broken down on multiple occasions due to overheating, and I didn't want to leave the car on because it wastes gas. Right. So you just, what, what, where, where was it? <laughs> I'll tell you my story if you can, tell me can, yours. Can you bleep this out? <laughs> I'm not going to say where it was. What was that? Redacted. <laughs> I'm glad you have that. Uh, yeah. I will say it was in the J-Town area. It was in the J-Town area. Not, oh. not near the school. Right. Actually, uh, it was in a car multiple places. No, wait, no, the, the public sex incident was not in a car. It was hanging out with certain people that I won't mention. <laughs> and it was at a motel, a nondescript motel. And me and the SO got out and we went like into a corridor kind of outside where it kind of looks like it would lead to a door that goes inside, but there was no door. So it was just literally like a little corner. And yeah, I think it was anal. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, that's that's the story, really. Thomas. Other than doing it in the car a bunch. <laughs> anyway, what else could, can we talk about? I, I wonder if I can take that just that that clip of you saying, "I think it was anal," and uh, put that on one of these buttons. That'd be awesome. <laughs> and you send it to me too. Send me a soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> um, D and D in real life. What character would you be and why? In real life? Yeah. Wait, what is that? Who is this question from? You'd be surprised. It's from Christina. Christina? I didn't know she played. Does she? No, she doesn't. She just knows you're into it. That's funny. (laughs) I only recently started playing. I started playing this past summer. And I'm I'm into it. Not like 100% into it. I'm not crazy about it. But it's fun. You you, you hang out with people that you already know. Um, In real life. (laughs) So is the question... So he, there's two ways the questions question, two ways the question can go. In real life, would I prefer to be like the actual D and D classes? Like, do I want to be like a bard or a fighter or a monk or mm-hmm. a, something like that? Or do you mean should I make one up that's really mundane in real life? Let's do both. <laughs> well, I'll do the latter first. All right, all right. So, if I was a class, I guess I'd have to be a a musician. Yeah, <laughs> uh, living on meager earnings, and but I'm really good at uh, something. Music, probably. <laughs> Char- charismatic in a way, it, the the way that a musician is charismatic is different from person to person, and some are assholes. But I, I like to think I'm one of the chill ones sometimes. Well, I I say I'm chill, but like also when it's like game day and stuff, I'm totally like, let's go. <laughs> like stuff like that. I would love to see that. So I'm chill, but I'm also like, uh, I'm a hundred percent goofy for the sake of getting other people into it in a way. Okay. Okay. And if I was, a, if I had to pick a D and D class that I was most like, I guess probably be like the, the, the cleric, the, what the cleric is for all those who don't know is like, uh, that's me. I don't get it. That's me. I don't understand. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I get it. Okay, so a cleric is someone who, like, uh, a cleric is, like, a person that's really big into religion, 
So without the religion part. Mm. Uh, so like that religion drives what a, like a cleric does, whether they like fight things or they like they bring medicine and they heal people. I'm like more like the healer kind of deal. Like I, it's, I do hate confrontation in most forms. When it comes down to it, I like talking things out. I haven't had a lot of chances to, to prove myself or do that, which is why I still kind of feel like, hence the sound clip where it's like, I'm an adult. <laughs> I haven't had a lot of conflict in my life, and I had to resolve it in a meaningful way, if that makes sense. I haven't done a lot of major things or things that were really difficult for me. Life's been, I dare say, easy for me for the most part. <laughs> it's a weird you thing to talk fucked about. fucked up. You just fucked up. But I like to think I'm super chill, and that helps me realize that, hey, guys, it's not that serious. Let's just, like, chill. Yeah, you have to Talk do that out. to me at work a lot. Well, <laughs> we talked about it. Our dynamic at work is that uh, if one of us is freaking out, the other one has to be <laughs> overly, like, let's go. And it works both ways. It does. Because when I get upset, you do it. Yeah. Most of the time, it's the other way around. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> it's, it's very rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, all right, all right. I got another one. Why wouldn't you choose Lord? What is this? What? <laughs> Why wouldn't you choose Lord Soth? And how are you wrong? And I'm, I gotta. Can I read that? Yeah, you're more than welcome to. Yeah. It's a, Which one is it? It's the second one. Why wouldn't you choose Lord Soth? <laughs> what does Lord Soth mean? I have no idea what that is. Should I we gotta, look it up? I gotta assume that it's Lord Sith, but then it's like. What does Lord Sith mean? Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Christina, what the fuck is I've this? I barely watched Star Wars. <laughs> Christina, I thought you were cool. <laughs> You're asking me a bunch of generic nerd questions, assuming I'm going to know them. How dare you? Uh, what's your biggest weakness? Hold on, I'm looking up Lord Soth. Uh, pardon me? <laughs> what do you got? No, no, uh, while I look it up, I'll talk. So, um, my biggest weakness is probably along the lines of I don't, I haven't had a lot of experience with confrontation and hard decisions. So when it comes down to it, I'm probably going to make a lot of not well-thought-out decisions because I haven't had a lot of experience in dealing with them. That's fair. And Austin, like, Austin's shit is that he rags on me a lot. And he says that I rag on him equally as much, or at least a lot so, but I don't think I do. <laughs> we, could, we could talk about it. Don't, me and him can talk about it. I'm not going to talk about don't, it. Here. Don't worry, guys. Austin will get a chance to rebuttal next week. Next week? I believe he's on next week, yeah. Damn, I might just come with him. <laughs> uh, because we both get off of marching band. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He'll need a ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm getting him destroyed. Oh, wait. No, I have to be at the house because they're playing D&D &D that night and he won't be here. And I have to let people into the house. Uh, yeah. Well. Anyway, um, my biggest weakness is probably that I just don't have a lot of experience in doing things. And... I'm not the most confident. I can fake it. I can fake confidence, but I just got to sell it. Thomas. You got to sell it. I don't have a lot of experience. My, end my, of statement. Huh? End of statement. It, yeah, I'll end it there. I'm not going to ramble on and on. I tend to ramble when I talk and that's oh, probably that's, already happened a lot. It's happening now. That's perfect. That's <laughs> little, that's what this podcast is. Thomas, this, this one's all about you, baby. Yeah. I'm getting all my ideas out there. Oh, so Lord Soth is a character in D and D. The Knight mm. of the Black Rose, a fictional character in the fantasy realms of Dragonlance and later Ravenloft. He is a death knight and fallen knight of S Salamnia. I see. So she's asking if, okay, so. I've if, never heard of any of this. If you, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. 
she texted me these really quick too. I don't know how she knows. She this. has to have played it. I don't know. You don't know for sure. I don't. Yeah, no, she has to have because how would she just be able to do a name drop know. unless she has she has a kid? But like her kid's not that old, right? No, we're not even. She's her no. kids her kids younger than mine. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So wait. So uh, I guess what she's saying is is in real life what D&D character would you be and why why wouldn't you choose him? And 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 how are you wrong for not choosing him? I oh, guess. okay. So she's like, damn, we called out Christina. Well, you hard. see, I wouldn't choose Lord Soft because I'm not a fucking nerd, and I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Love you, Christina. We fucking ragged on her so hard. Well, let me let me work at Plainview more, please. You were like, you're like, wow, Christina. I thought you were cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was all in jest. The podcast makes you do things, bro. Yeah, it's true. You gotta true. you gotta sell it. Uh, <laughs> If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? I thought about this a little bit. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about that real quick? It was you who said it. You you told me at work. You were like, Thomas, it's not that you like are funny. It's that you accidentally do funny things. <laughs> I am the bumbling fool, and that is it. Uh, so I've thought about this a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I I guess I would actually need to think about it more. Point is, I don't want to go somewhere where I want to go somewhere where it's like entirely different from America. Essentially. So Asia. It's Asia. Yeah, that's good. Bumfuck nowhere Asia. Maybe not bumfuck nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere deep in, in the jungles of And maybe Vietnam. it would be scary to go to like Shibuya and stuff like that, like downtown Tokyo and yeah. you know. So maybe I would want to go somewhere that's a little quieter. I've been to New York, although it was during the winter, and it wasn't that busy. But I did go to Times Square, and it was, like, snowing outside, so there weren't a lot of people outside. If it's anything like New York, it would be cool, but also really depressing. Because something about New York is really depressing. Really? Yeah, it's just about the buildings there. There's so many of them. There's, like, <laughs> no greenery. and I'm not a country boy. I've always lived, like, in the city. Despite the fact that I'm from Alabama, don't don't bring it up. That's one of the things that pisses me off is when people like mark me with Alabama stereotypes. I'm like, I live in the city. What are you doing? I say y'all all the shut up. <laughs> I say y'all all the time, but that's just one of my mannerisms. It's not like whatever. It's from it's because you're from Alabama, bro. Actually, I don't think I even started saying y'all because I didn't talk to people. I got here <laughs> to Kentucky, and then my best friend got me out of my shell, and he says y'all. And, and that's when you, the Alabama in you came out. I guess. <laughs> Damn it, man. I guess. You're so hard to get wound up right now. So, like, if I'm smiling a lot, <laughs> it probably means I'm a little wound up. It's just my natural expression. What's your... This This one might be good. What's your biggest pet peeve? Wait, did I answer the question? Oh, Wait, yeah, somewhere totally yeah, different. Yeah, oh, you, and New York you is depressing. You didn't have a fucking answer. You, <laughs> you were like, you know, I thought about this, and then you were like, I don't know. Okay, yeah, hit me with the next one. What's your biggest pet peeve? <laughs> so I, I took a couple of like personality quizzes recently really just because they're fun yeah um is that a podcaster thing is that a host thing where you just got to go really a lot i'm just i'm just interested because that doesn't sound like something you would do oh no like i'm i'm into nerdy and geeky stuff it's just that i don't talk about it really unless it's like provoked per se okay yeah but like I, i've taken some quizzes recently like you know which pokemon are you Shit like that. Oh, you took it's, one it's of really those. silly. Yeah, it's really silly. 
But right. it, it, like some of the questions make me realize some things that I don't think about. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people are pessimistic <laughs> and when people give up. It makes me so mad. <laughs> like livid, but like I don't get mad. I don't I don't let the anger show. I've only seen you angry once. Why was it? Was it because I was like in physical pain? No. What was it? It's because Eric left your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's because Eric came to the store. And he said, oh, Thomas, by the way, no one was at the house, so, like, I left the front door unlocked. And I said, you what? <laughs> I'll see you later, guys. <laughs> As you storm out. Yeah, the yeah, and I was, like, pointing at the door. I was like, go, Eric, go. <laughs> it was really funny. It was. Uh, but <laughs> I was, I wasn't, again, I was playing it up a little bit. But, yes, I was kind of mad. <laughs> so so just when people give up or when they're pessimists. yeah. Just because, really. like, it happens in band a lot, too. Because all my homies in the sousaphone section, lo- love y'all. Big shouts out. But it's like... Oh, so the way I've heard it described is that, like, yeah, band is band. But, like, we don't really like band that much. We're here because, like, we love the homies. And I'm like, you know what? That is good. That is really good. I'd like to have that group chemistry. But also, like, can you, like, try harder to enjoy <laughs> band? <laughs> Because, like, I really like it, and you're kind of bumming me out. I'm going to need you to enjoy what we're doing here. Yeah, if if, if you don't get uncomfortable for this band, you're going to have to leave. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite video game, Thomas? Um, My off-the-bat answer is The Last of Us, the first one. I like it a lot. It's, like, just, like, the best story. I love the gameplay. It all comes together in just one great... Mm. Mm. It doesn't have... Yeah, mm. Maybe TJ can tell that story. The one behind. Mm. Because that's actually a meme, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just do it. I, I do it regularly. But there was one specific time that it happened. He'll tell the story, probably. So, uh, what are we talking about? Yeah, Favorite games. Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, other than that, uh, um, uh, let me mention why I said part one first, the first one. Because Last of Us Part 2 came out a couple months ago, and I've been playing it. And... The gameplay is all there. It's even better, dare I say. It's really, really fun. The story mode is. But it uh, the story is... While it has narrative flaws and it's not structured too well in some places, I didn't notice that as I was playing, at least not cognitively. All I could tell was that, man, this story is really fucking sad for almost the entire game. And it made me really one. sad. The second the one. The second one. Made me just really sad playing it. It was the first game or move. It was the first piece of media that I'd ever consumed over an elongated period of time that made me just extremely actually sad. I don't feel extreme emotions most of the time, but I was just really sad playing this game. Damn. Yeah. And like it, it came at the worst time too, because like I've uh, back again during the summer, I had a relapse into some depressing thoughts, which I've, I have not had for a majority of my life, but I had a relapse into it. And then I started playing that game during the worst parts of that relapse. And I was like, oh, man, I feel bad. But what else am I supposed to do but play video games? (laughs) (laughs) Plus, I wanted to play that game for such a long time because I love the first one. I like the second one, but god damn, it just makes me feel bad. I I try. So here's what I've been doing is that like I'll listen to uh, thoughts from the mothership while I play part two. Just because I like the <laughs> gameplay. And so I'll listen to the podcast while I'm playing. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I'm on, like, the end of episode two right now. 
Nice. Yeah, I haven't listened to it a lot, but like I'm gonna start doing that more because I realized that re- recently I don't like listening to music as much, so I'm gonna try to hit up podcasts more. Yeah, podcasts are great, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good because you. It's kind of like being there for a conversation. Yeah, it's neat. You're just like a fly on the wall. Whereas music are abstract ideas. Yeah, you, you're. They're basically. I mean, excuse me. Music is always like. Um, it's it's what you you get out of the song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what you get out of it. Yeah. Which is why the music I choose is mostly upbeat and stuff like that. Anyway, um, in terms of favorite games, uh, I mentioned my probably favorite favorite game. But big shouts out to the Fallout series. Yeah, Fallout love Fallout. Great. And I told you about how I got Fallout Four. Like I think before this summer, or maybe it was during the summer, and I was playing it a lot. I loved it. Yeah. But, like, I eventually stopped playing. Somebody, somebody mentioned it in passing. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. we're talking about Fallout 4? <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, I think I might have said, like, are we talking about Fallout? I love Fallout. <laughs> yeah. We, we it was because Stefan Fallout. was there, and he was playing Fallout music on his phone. I don't know if you were there. But he was playing Fallout music on his phone in the kitchen. And I was like, bro, I, like, know the Fallout 3 and New Vegas soundtracks by heart. Almost every single tune. Yeah. I, I've played Fallout 3 and New Vegas over a million times each. I'm not... Well, I am kidding. It's not a million, but it's, it's a lot. Almost almost into the 50s on each one, probably. I just love Jesus. those. I love those games so much, and I had them for a long time. It's because my best friend introduced me to them, and he also tried to introduce me to Skyrim. I didn't dig Skyrim like that. Yeah. But I started playing Fallout, and I was like, this is my, <laughs> this is my aesthetic, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? My aesthetic is uh, Fallout New Vegas. It's a cowboy post-apocalypse. That's you. That's, you know, every time I picture you in my head, that's what you're doing. Cowboy (laughs) (laughs) post-apocalypse? Are you sure it's not Sings with Cows? (laughs) The the story is that basically me and a couple of buddies went out to a field, including Stefan and Austin. And actually, I think it was just us. No, there was somebody else. I forget who it was. Damn, fuck you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a little bit. Maybe it was just us. I don't know. But we went out to a field like way out in the country where Stefan used to live and we like went out and saw the stars and there was very little light pollution or like traffic noise and stuff like that. And we went onto a field and it was really cool. And I was like, man, I forgot what it's like to be in a place that's this quiet. It's crazy. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I used to only get that when like I lived in like one of my oldest Louisville neighborhood. Shut up. (laughs) No, no, not even in Alabama. One of my oldest Louisville neighborhoods, I go into the creek behind our house, which the creek was not big. The houses were very close together, but there was enough space where you could kind of like walk around the creek a little bit. And like when I would go to the creek and like just, I don't know, pretend sticks or swords or something. Yep. 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 So by myself. (laughs) 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 Uh, it just made me realize I kind of missed that quiet area a little bit. Yeah. And when we went out, I was like, this is like a weird experience. And so I said, guys, I'm going to like walk out of the field a little bit. And I, and I went and I just kind of sang a song to myself like I used to back in the creek. I just kind of like sang to myself for a little bit. And I was like, this is nice. And they, apparently they heard me and I came back and they were like, you have a good time? <laughs> and since then I came back to work and there has been a Photoshop of me and Steven gave me the name of Sings with Cows. It's my uh, Native American name. <laughs> Which I, I take in pride. That one in, Stefan has photoshopped me a lot. Yeah, that one in Thomas Noir is like... Not Thomas weird. Noir. <laughs> it's literally just a, a Noir picture, like grayscale with me walking down the street and it's just a big burly guy with a, like a, the coat on and the umbrella. But it's a Photoshop of my face from my Facebook profile. So it's me doing like the <laughs> poggers face. I'm like, oh! <laughs> it was all because Thomas was 
hell bent on trying to prove a lie that I stapled okay. <laughs> Matt Noble. It's not a lie. I'm not a liar. No matter what anyone tells you, I don't lie. You know what? That's my second biggest pet peeve. Lying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a liar. This man chased a man with a stapler. Just, that, you were trying to look, draw his blood. <laughs> You're a sh- you shithead. I have it on good authority from one Austin Evans that you are a liar. I'm the other authority. <laughs> I am authority. Right, Austin right. doesn't work there anymore. The <laughs> F in the chats. F. Um, th- all right. So we've already talked about this. I think. I think this is the question that Eric asked you, but we've already talked about that answer. So you're gonna have to come up with something different. Mm-hmm. What's the craziest thing you've ever done? I don't have anything in particular. So I'm not going to give the context of the situation because that would expose the identity of the person. Okay. And it's not even crazy because there was nobody there but me and that person. But like, they took their... (laughs) They took... I can't believe I'm saying this in public. They took their tampon out. (laughs) Used. Very used. And they're like, yeah, I'm just going to put a new one in real quick. And it was behind like a Walmart or something. Like, we were just hanging out and I was like, um, okay. And they were like, bet you won't like throw this. I was like, okay. And I, I did. And, and I took this really used tampon and I like chucked it up onto the Walmart roof. It's not even like a crazy thing. It, I just haven't done crazy things. I've just done really weird things. <laughs> Why did you do that? I don't know. Uh, just because I didn't say no. I was like, okay. And I did it. Dude. I don't do crazy things. It's going to be so easy to get you wasted. So, like, it the... sounds like you just don't say no. <laughs> <laughs> did I tell you about the time that I did get tipsy? Uh, Tell me again. Okay. Yeah. For the sake of the podcast. Yeah. I was just in Florida. This past summer with my mom, my grandma, and my little brother. Uh, but we were being safe. We were all wearing masks because I, me and my little brother were on them. We were like, no, you, you have to wear masks. So we were being safe. No one else was, which is why it was potentially not safe for us to be there. But no one contracted COVID. It's been months since. Um, we were all good. Uh, we went to go down to a restaurant and we going to eat something. And my, my mom was very excited to have me like, do drinks and stuff, not necessarily get me drunk, but she wanted me to like try drinks and stuff. And she ended up buying me like a big mixed drink and a big old, like a, like a plastic mug. And I was like, all right, okay, I guess. And so I ended up drinking most of it, even though it was like kind of gross. I didn't like it that much. I don't like, I do not like alcohol, dude. It's gross. Except for like hard lemonade. That's the shit. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I ended up drinking most of it and I was like, yeah, I kind of sucked. And I went up to go to the bathroom before our food came and I as soon as I sat down on the toilet after walking to the toilet it all hit at once and I wasn't like staggering but like I got a little dizzy you were beginning to feel I was beginning to feel I got a little dizzy and I was like oh man is this it and I am I allowed to talk on the podcast about how I've smoked absolutely okay that's fine yeah I've I've smoked weed before it's no big deal uh in the safety of one's own home with surrounded by friends who had nothing but the best interests for me. Uh, I might as well, maybe I'll talk later about how absolutely blasted I got the first time I got high, but it's been requested. 
Okay, cool. So uh, <laughs> we, so after I got back up, after I got done doing my business and I walked back to the table, I was not staggering, but I was like, I was like a little bit dizzy and I had to focus to make sure I was heading where I was needing to go. And so I got back to the table and I sat back down. And I said, uh, mom <laughs> and everyone else who was at the table, my little brother and my grandma, I, uh, I was in the bathroom. It kind of hit, I believe I'm tipsy now. <laughs> and, uh, it, and I described it as I didn't tell them that I had been high before because I mean, I've told my little brother, but I haven't told like my mom and my grandma. I told them like, Hey, uh, I, it's kind of like, I hate it. I hate it because like, I can't focus on all of my senses at once. And that's what being high is like. So like, I was just a little tipsy and I wasn't feeling any of the euphoria or anything that you would get from like getting a high. Mm -hmm. So I was just, I was just losing my functions and I was just mad about it. <laughs> so I was just getting like genuinely mad, but I tried not to get be too mad. That's what I'm scared of is that I'm going to be an angry drunk. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen my dad plastered. If I have, he's been chill about it. So maybe it's not the jeans or nothing. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You, you, you'll all get to see what happens because it's going to be on the podcast. They <laughs> <laughs> probably will. At this rate, we're so busy that it'll be like this coming summer or like when Nate has his 21st. Yeah, it's going to be on the podcast. Um, <laughs> and I'll actually like have an Uber out here. so Or he'll drive me. Or somebody will drive me. We're going to get you home safe. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most extreme thing on your bucket list. I don't. I've never thought implicitly about having a bucket list. Do you spend much time thinking about the future? No. <laughs> if I'm being honest, because like thinking about it is what kind of gets me into like having an episode. Sure. And it's not necessarily, it's not healthy to not ever think about the future. I have plans. I like, I want to be a really good music teacher. I want to run a, run a successful program. So one of the things I want to do with my program is I want to integrate it with the rest of the arts. I want to be able to integrate music with like theater and uh, like uh, practical arts, like uh, drawing and stuff like that. And I want to be able to have a program in a high school that's like that because I didn't necessarily get to do that. And I never got to be like in a musical um, I'm trying to do DCI, which is drum corps, uh, next chance I get because COVID happened and I couldn't audition this time, but I, I'm just trying to, I, I like performance a lot, but, uh, I, another thing about liking music is that what I really loved about high school was that I loved, um, what I loved about high school band was that it was an atmosphere that I was just really digging. I loved coming to band and improving myself every day. It was kind of like working out, but you're working out with your friends. And you're getting better every day. Plus, like, the people there are generally cool. Plus, I love my band director. He was very much so almost all business. But when he did, like, let loose sometimes, it was really funny. Um, bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much of a bucket list. I want to be a music teacher. If I could go to a foreign country at some point, like Asia or Europe, that'd be pretty fucking dope. Uh, I guess it's not a bucket list item to try to start a family. <laughs> Well, start a family. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, so I want to have a, I, I will say while I'm on the topic, I want to have a, I want to try to have a, actually, I don't know if I'm going to end up having like biological kids or not. Cause I'm, I'm kind of really into the idea of adoption. Yeah. Cause there are lots of kids who need it, you know? And like, I don't necessarily need to have a biological kid. Maybe I'll have one and then I'll, you know, snip, snip. <laughs> eh, me and Austin joked about being vasectomy bros, but like, eh, I was like, well, actually I'm going to keep mine just in case. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, point is, I want to have a girl because, like, 
it was just me and my little brother in our generation. Uh, very few female children in our like extended family, pretty much. I'm trying to have a boy overall. makers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You wouldn't jump out of an airplane or something like that. Absolutely not, dude. <laughs> a plane? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm scared of heights. Well, like with I'm a scared to go down like a mildly high slide backwards. <laughs> I can't handle heights. All right. Well, what about like? drive a race car i could yeah it'd be scary at first but like i'd get over it (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i mean i could it's not on the list but i could if if a friend was doing it and they wanted me to come along i'd do it it's not on my non-existent bucket list yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe i should make a bucket list sometime how do you deal with eric oh oh i know what's on my bucket list i'm sorry i know you asked the next question no please so, like, I love rock music. Okay. It's kind of the music I vibe with the most, at least most of the time. Sometimes I need to chill out because I don't realize that the rock music is, like, putting me on a perpetual high. But when I get off the high, I'm like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, like, it, it'll, like, it'll be blasting, and I'll just be like, yeah. <laughs> so, so what? So, so uh, I, I have a guilty dream of wanting to be a rock star essentially yeah because my dad has been in a couple bands he was a bassist he also did like secondary vocals stuff like that i just and like some of my favorite bands are rock bands so shout out to nothing more my favorite rock band uh and i just really dig it and to be able to perform that at some point that'd be that'd be really dope i'm debating the best time to do i mean the best time is obviously now but i'm also in college and i'm like i said i'm studious i do all my work I may not be the best at it, but I, I do, like, do all of it. I turn all my stuff in, et cetera. It's about work ethic. So, my, bottom line, bucket list, being a rock band for a decent amount of time. Uh, mm-hmm. What would you play? I don't know. Uh, So, uh, we've been playing rock band this past summer over at Stefan's place. Oh, man, that's like... You must be high all the time when you're playing that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Because I mean, Stefan doesn't do recreational. No, I meant like in your head. Oh yeah, it's so it's very fun, and yeah. I play set most of the time, drum set, and which is not what I expected I would like, but I really do. And it's not incredibly far off in terms of like the mechanics of how you move. It is incredibly far off in terms of equipment you have and how you have to maintain it. But I, playing set is really fun. But also, I would love to do vocals, but I don't have a rock type vocal, at least without training. I, I've tried singing in my car. It's, it doesn't work well. I try to do screams and stuff. It's, it's not great. Give us a scream. Nope. <laughs> that's, that that's, so that's quick. too embarrassing. That I won't do so it. so quick. I won't do it here. <laughs> All right. I, the, this question comes from Eric. How do you deal with Eric? <laughs> <laughs> Eric just kind of does a lot of head ass shit. Just <laughs> off the cuff. He just does it essentially to, to create an atmosphere, a mood. Actually, I don't know his intentions, but that's what I read off of him is he's kind of trying to create an atmosphere and he's trying to like get everybody with it, you know? And that's an admirable goal. Uh, but sometimes he just says really dumb things and he doesn't think everything through. Kind of like me. He doesn't, he's not the best at thinking things through like on the spot. So he does a lot of, he says a lot of very questionable things, a lot of things that would get like you canceled. Yeah, probably. He did really well. He did really okay, well. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah I was he, surprised. But he says a lot of things like that, yeah. generally. And they're really funny, but you need to watch the audience. Yeah. 
And the way I deal with Eric saying things almost all the time is you got to just, it's kind of like when you are a teacher and like, the, like, it's kind of like, excuse me, when you're a music teacher and kids won't stop talking, you're just like, okay, let's go. And you just start playing. <laughs> and then like, they'll eventually get it and just start playing. It's just, you got to keep doing it. And you can't let the attention f shift from me to Eric too hard or else everybody's going to be like, yeah, why the fuck are we doing this? And it's a, it's a whole thing. <laughs> Being co-section leaders with Eric is, uh, I haven't been able to co-section lead with him often so far, but when I do, it's a, a balancing act. Because, like, I don't want... I, I'm kind of more on the boring side, to be frank. And when I'm giving... When I'm trying to give instruction and stuff like that, and I try not to be, but I am. And Eric is the polar opposite. He he has like off the wall comments about everything. Yeah, he does. He and does. I don't know. I, I I do genuinely love Eric. I I don't think I've ever been genuinely mad at Eric, except for when he does things that actually endanger him. Mm. Like sometimes he just won't sleep for a long time, or he won't like he for like the f entire first year or two that I'd known him, he refuses to drink water drink water he's been doing a lot better about it but like dude stop drinking sugar all the time are you kidding me and stuff like that just i worry about the boy sometimes <laughs> i told i told him that you, you you didn't say it but uh there was there was one of the questions on the on when i was doing his interview um you know that some of his friends are just they worry about him and some of the decisions that he makes mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's true yeah but we've also learned that Eric is Eric. He's not going to stop doing these things. He's a personality, all right. And that's like, that's most of the work of being a comedian. He's a personality. Yeah, he's got that down pat. Everyone knows him. Also from Eric. Mm -hmm. What's up with the cock thing, man? Oh, the cock thing! What's up with the cock thing, man? Cock thing? I can only assume what he means. Uh, so uh, the consensus is... Excuse me, the general gist is that I was on a pet band trip with, uh, like, Austin. And I don't think Eric was on the trip. Uh, Austin was there and a couple of other buddies. We were up in our room. It was, like, four people to a room type stuff. And I was taking a shower. And the the shower door was, like, not completely opaque. So it was kind of see-through but, like, blurry, right? And so Austin, like, comes to the bathroom while I'm taking a shower. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> And he and I come out and he said, you know, Thomas, while I was in there, I saw the 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 blurry outline of your thick veiny cock. <laughs> and I don't think of myself as well endowed. I've never explicitly compared it to another person. But like but that that joke, that shtick has lasted. Austin says it almost like at least once a day. And like the whole section now knows about it. And literally, like, we're going to have nicknames on the back of, like, our, our sousaphone drip. Like, we're going to have, like, I think we're doing uh, long sleeve t-shirts. Uh, I don't think their hoodies are, like, long sleeve t-shirts. And my nickname on it is going to be uh, TVC, which is Thick Veiny Cock. <laughs> but if someone asks what it is, like a director, they ask what it stands for, I got to mix something up. We had an acronym for it that was safe, but I forgot what it was, and that's bad. Yeah, I was going to say, that's uh, what you need to rehearse. So. Yeah, I need to come up with one. Hey, what, is that, what does that mean, TVC? Oh, it means thick, v v voracious <laughs> carrot. 
which wouldn't make any sense no, at all. No. Also, also, the design we went with on the hoodie is that, you know, I'm like the section leader, which means I'm in front of them most of the time when we're doing sectionals. And so, like, I'm kind of like the, okay, guys, let's get our work done because I have to be the one that's like, okay, let's get our shit done because everybody else is like, let's goof. And yeah. I'm down with goofing, but, like, we also have shit to do. We got to get through the material. Yeah, yeah, we have to. You've said that a couple of times. It's because you said it on the on Eric's podcast. And I thought it was so funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny thing about listening to that podcast a while ago. I don't remember anything I said. <laughs> and like it's it, it didn't seem out of character for me. It's just like listening to myself talk in retrospect. Is weird. you were you were li- you were talking about wanting to be a teacher and wanting to create that environment with your students and stuff. Yes. And you're like, you know, there's a time and place. You know, we got to get through the material. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so the the consensus is like. They started a catchphrase, I think, last year. It's called "We We Stand, Thomas." If you don't know, people, kids, or excuse me, people my age saying "We Stand" is like "We Stand," meaning we put up with, but like not negatively. It's like we like you on these days. We stand, Thomas. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which is on marching band rehearsals. So that's the catchphrase. We stand, Thomas, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then on the back of the shirt, I think it says, <laughs> I think it says. On Thursdays, we eject Thomas into the sun. <laughs> and it's a picture of like an astronaut with a tube on. Wait, they just let you, they're just going to let you wear that? We're all wearing it. All 16 of us. <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. So uh, on the front, it says like on Wednesdays, we stand Thomas. And on the back, and it says on Thursdays, we eject Thomas into the sun. And I can't wait for a director to ask me about that. That's really awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm really happy about it. Also, last year we did shirts that have like what our good friend TJ, he kind of brought the phrase to our group suffer, yeah, which is what we say a lot. We have it down the sleeve of the shirt that we got last year and it's really good. That's pretty good. Yeah. What's one of your biggest fears in life? Fears of death. Is that it? I mean straight up, yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest, yes. I don't So, I mean, comical fears, heights, I don't enjoy bugs, arachnids, stuff like that. But actual fears, death. That's it. I don't want to get into it. It'll make me sad. <laughs> I might want to see a therapist at some point. But like as is, I'm doing a lot better than I did like earlier this summer. That's good, man. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, pickles or cucumbers? Uh, I mean, it depends on my mood. I, I Eating a pickle straight up is kind of weird. Eating cucumbers by themselves is chill because it's just water. What? What's funny? I'm being honest. You, just, <laughs> you didn't expect nope. like an actual answer? Or? No, yeah, you just, you're like, I don't a know. A legitimate answer. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. So, I say that a lot too. Uh, the thing about pickles is like, I like them with other things. Yeah. Cucumbers, I can eat, I can snack on by themselves. I can't think of many things that I would put cucumbers in. Tomatoes or carrots? Um, again, Tomatoes, I put in things. Carrots, I'll eat by themselves. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Beef or chicken? So, like, what what kind of beef? Either you get you get one or the other. Okay. In general, probably yeah. beef because chicken's boring. Fuck yeah, it is. Sometimes, sometimes, fuck yeah, it sometimes is. chicken's boring. Yeah, good looking, Thomas. You'd rather have beef. Yeah. Because beef too. is more often seasoned and it has a it yeah. has more flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck chicken. I mean, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> That's another thing that happens a lot is that in our section, people like trash talk a lot. And sometimes it's not, 
I mean, it's most of the time it's not actually trash talking someone for real, but sometimes it could definitely be construed that way. <laughs> and so when people say off the wall things, I'm like, um, I'm not sure about that. But moving on, <laughs> like I don't know. So let's say I'll keep the keep them anonymous. A guy says like, yeah, fuck Jews. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, well, I don't know about that one, boss. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas. No, no one in our section is actually anti-Semitic. It's all a joke. It's, but the way it's said sometimes could be misconstrued. If, if somebody heard it, yeah, like on a podcast or something. <laughs> <laughs> Burritos or tacos? Burritos. Yeah, mm, just straight up. Yeah, because uh, it's more complete as a package. It's more satisfying to eat. Mm. Just because a, a soft tortilla is more packed to the brim. Taco, like hard taco shells, are like. They break easy, yep. gets everywhere. Yeah. But in terms of... Actually, no. Even when they're fried, I prefer fried burritos to fried tacos. Chimichanga. I've never had a chimichanga per it's se. It's a fried burrito. Okay, well, I've had chimichangas then, I guess. But my stepmom like has like Hispanic-ish descent, and she just called them fried burritos. She didn't call them chimichangas. So I have to Weird. assume there's a difference. Maybe it's a Tex-Mex thing. Maybe. Maybe. I've never been to a Tex-Mex. never been to like a tumbleweed? No. Actually, I've been to tumbleweed, but I didn't get any of the Mex. <laughs> I just got the text. <laughs> um, what has been one of the most challenging things that has happened to you so far? In life? If I had to guess. No, in in, in a board game. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Monopoly, bro. How, what was it like when you lost Boardwalk? F- well, fun fact, I've never played Monopoly. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, I mean, the hardest thing... The things that have gotten me the most emotionally just distraught was like the fear of death and stuff like that and trying to cope with it. Just it it, it hits most when you're trying to go to, for me, when you're trying to go to bed and when you get up from bed because you're like stagnant because your body has to be stagnant for a while or else you will die. <laughs> so you're just in a perpetual state of like <laughs> existential crisis. No, no, it's not perpetual. Okay. I mean, it, it, during my few weeks of, like, that episode, I, it kind of was. I would be at work, and, like, I would be thinking about it almost the entire shift. It, it really <laughs> Jesus, sucked. Man. I felt truly awful. Like, the most awful I've ever, like, felt in my life. It, it most people, people, a lot of people my age or a little bit younger talk about, like, how, like, have you ever had a heartbreak? It's the worst thing that can happen. Well... That hasn't happened to me, so I think about death. <laughs> so the the thing, the way that I cope with it is just like, I get up, and I do something. I need to get up and do something. That's just the best coping mechanism. You need to do something. You need to be productive, or you at least need to just go hang out with someone. You just need to because when you're alone with your thoughts for long enough, it stacks hard. It gets exponentially harder. Yeah. So like I'm. I, that's why during COVID this summer, I was just inside a lot. And I was like, man, what am I going to do? What am I doing? I was so excited for school to get back so I could see people again. Yeah. And I've never, I've never been that guy is growing (laughs) up. I've been completely antisocial until like midway through high school and to, uh, to the point where I can talk to people now. And And I I don't go away from you. (laughs) What? It was taken away from you this summer. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. (laughs) But the thing is, I don't seek hanging out with people often because I see them often enough during my usual business. I'm still not the most social, but I I know what it's like to have to crave that now. 
when I was a kid, I had never hung out with anybody or anything like that usually, so I didn't know what it was like to miss that. And now that I know what it is, it's like the whole cheesy movie debate like that people have like, it's like a Disney movie where they're like, no, I'll never talk to anyone ever again because that's how they get you. When you care about someone, they'll hurt you. It's shit like that. It sounds like that a little bit, but it's like, it's true in a way. Once you like get to the really good parts, I'm getting so philosophical. <laughs> let me get to the, let me put it all in one sentence. Life has lows and highs inevitably. And the lows are what make the highs so much better. There. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I find that completing a task early in, in, in your day is, is very helpful. That too. I should actually be better about getting out of bed and doing things. I, I'm honestly really bad about brushing my teeth regularly, making yeah. my bed. I, I don't make my bed. You, I, I put it back into some semblance of what it is, and then I come back to it later <laughs> that night. That's that's actually a, a perfect one, like, if you make your bed. Cause, yeah, a lot of people talk about that. Yeah, because even if you come home, like, if you had a shit day, at least you come home to a made bed. Yeah. And you know what? There is a difference, because there is a difference between getting in a shitty, barely made bed it feels different than a made bed. It does, yeah. Yeah, I haven't felt a made bed in a while. <laughs> Put that on my bucket list. <laughs> Feeling a made bed. <laughs> Gotta do it before I die, man. Yeah. Do you have an ultimate comfort food? Mm, not particularly. Uh, I, I eat a lot of things. I, I don't have a lot of standards in terms of food. There are just some things that I don't like. I don't like cheese in general. Unless I, it's I on eat cheese pizza. Yeah, I mean, on pizza, most of the time, cheese is fine. I don't like, like, people really like cheese when it's, like, really cheesy. And it's got, you know, the smell to it. And it's got, like, that thick, like, dairy taste. I don't like that. I like cheese when you can barely actually taste the cheese. And I taste all the other things that are with the cheese. So I don't like cheese on my burgers, but I'll take, like, cheese pizza, where it doesn't really taste like cheese, per se, most of the time. If you get, like, Papa John's or Pizza Hut. I also like cheese bread. Because you usually have really good seasoning on it. How come you don't put cheese on our cheese bread? Um, because I, I prefer it without cheese. If I can get something without cheese, I'll get it without cheese. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. My dad is kind of like the same way, except like less extensive. He doesn't like cheese on his burgers, but he'll take cheese on other things. He take he takes cheese on certain things, but I will always go without cheese if given the option. But I can down cheese. I used to really like cheese with broccoli. Cheese with broccoli cheese, was yeah. a really good kid delicacy. Delicacy. I'd say, yeah. <laughs> cheese sticks were kind of like the fast food version. When you had cheese with broccoli, mm. <laughs> um, what's what's the best thing you ever spent money on? I'm sorry. I didn't get to say what I wanted to say on the last questions. Oh, please, <laughs> please do that. Then. I just really like fast food. I don't even remember. I'll, what, I'll what go through withdrawals if I don't eat McDonald's like once every two weeks. Are you fucking serious, Thomas? Not withdrawals, but like it'll be on my mind for a couple minutes a day. I'll be like, man, I haven't had McDonald's in a while. And I really like McDonald's. My friend, my college, one of my college friends posted on Facebook and they were like, I'm so tired of McChickens. And I'm like, bro. I could eat McChickens every day for the rest of my life. I love McChickens. Ronald's got you like that, huh? Honestly, <laughs> not to mention the fact that it's cheap. I'm very, I'm very practical when it, I'm very frugal. I hate spending money. So McDonald's is the, the move for me, except for the fact that I come into noodles and I make myself food almost every day if I can, just to save money. It's true. Yeah, it's true. So what's the next question? I don't remember. Well, oh yeah, what's the what's the what's your most proud purchase? What's the what's the best thing you think you've ever spent money? on? Proud purchase. Yeah, best thing you've ever spent money on. 
I guess if I had to, I mean, I've never felt particularly proud of buying something, at least not the act of it. But like, I'm proud of the fact that like I'm working enough to pay off my car, like my car bills and stuff, like insurance and like my my payments. So I'd say I'm proud of that. Sure. You're paying for that car? Not entirely by myself. My my dad helps me out. You took a loan out on that car? No, no loans. Unless my dad took out a loan. In which case, that would be his loan, not my loan. I don't think we took a loan out on the car. But then why would you have a monthly? No, I'm making payments on it. Meaning you owe money on that car? Yes, but it was, a, it was a payment plan. I didn't take out a loan. Uh, I used the money that I earned to pay monthly to do monthly payments to pay off my car it's not a loan i didn't take any money do you get what i'm saying or am i crazy yeah i think you're crazy bro. really i don't think that does that sounds like a fucking loan but i didn't take any money they gave you the car which was worth money so that's the loan yeah okay well i guess <laughs> yeah sure let's go with that <laughs> anyway i'm still paying that off um do you think that there's a movie out there that perfectly sums up your life or at least gets close? No. No? My life's boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean, I, I could just talk about my favorite movie. Let's do if that. If you want. Let's sure, yeah, because I don't have a real answer to the other question. <laughs> uh, I mean, Breakfast Club, my favorite movie. Have you seen it? So I, I saw it when I was really young, and I don't remember most of it. So I love The Breakfast Club, probably mostly because I was in a play based on it, and I played Brian, the nerd. I I love that movie so much, but Surprising I also no one. Yeah, it, it, I love the fact that it's like adults, clearly adults playing teenagers. I love the fact, actually, some of them were seventeen, but like, what's his name, N- Jed Nelson or something? He was like twenty one when they filmed, and he's supposed to be like the bad boy. I forgot his name in the movie, but like, uh, just the idea of a bunch of high schoolers being stuck in there together, and it's a bunch of different personalities like clashing and. But they end up, like, finding, like, shit to like and stuff. And, like, I don't know. It was really chill. Also really funny. And it's a very wholesome movie. I like it a lot. Also the fact that I was in a play of it. So. Is that the only play you've ever been in? No, I was in one for The Outsiders as well. The Outsiders. It was uh, about Pony Boy, And he's in a gang, kind of. And there's, like, a gang fight towards the end. Did you have to fuck somebody up? No, there was funny thing. There was a fight scene and it was like a gang fight scene. So there's like multiple people fighting like each other. And I was one on one with this dude named uh, Stanley. That's his real name, Stanley. And like, we're trying to choreograph it and stuff. And you just, you know, throw a couple punches, like dodge here and there. He ended up punching me in the nose. <laughs> and that is why, if you can't tell, my nose is bent slightly. I forget which way. What? He hit you that hard? Can you tell? Is yeah. Like, which way? This way. That way. Yeah. So, yeah, my nose is bent. That's why my nose is bent. He hit me hard enough that my nose went... <laughs> like, I felt the bone move a little, and that was disgusting, first of all. <laughs> but also, it felt really bad. But, like, I was, like, crying because it hurt so bad. But then, like, as they crowded around me, I was, like, laughing, and I was like, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> he, he got me good. You're, like, trying not to make a big He said, oh, my God, Thomas, I'm so sorry. And I was like, bro, it's it's cool. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah. Man, you were in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been in a fight in my you, life. You lost a fight. Closest I got to a fight was that and the one time. Can I, should I talk about that? Sure. I won't say who it is. There you go. Yeah. But I was in front of this person and they were like talking to me 
like a lot really angry at me for one reason or another and i guess i was just getting kind of frustrated standing there listening to it all and i guess my hands curled into fists at some point i had no intent to hit anyone or anything i was just getting mad and your body tenses up and they saw my fists and they were like oh you're gonna hit me (laughs) (laughs) and that's when i was like oh this is going so downhill I'm this, never gonna the situation escalating. Oh Nobody ever hit anybody, but like I got a, I got yelled at hard, and I had to stand there take it. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Switching pace here. Have you ever wanted to go hang gliding? No. How about snowboarding? Maybe. <laughs> Actually, let me go back to the hang gliding one. I don't. Yeah. So I I, I do like amusement park rides. In general, as long as they're not, like, straight-up drops. I kind of like amusement park rides, so I don't mind being high in the sky that much when, like, you know, I'm safely secured. So I could do hang gliding. I I don't actively want to do it. Snowboarding, I could try. Yeah, I'll probably hit my face a couple fucking times. So so basically, somebody could talk you into hang gliding. (laughs) Yeah, same thing as before. If somebody was doing it and they said, like, can you, like, do this with me? I'll be like, okay. I'm a little scared, but okay. All right, so I'll, I'll I'll work that out, and we'll we'll figure out a time. Mm. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Now that you mention it, the mood has changed. <laughs> All right, all your answers have been ridiculous. <laughs> all right, what's the most gut wrenching financial mistake you ever made? Going to college. <laughs> <laughs> Ty- typical answer. Yeah, but I don't know. I've never per se made big purchases before. Yeah, I never made a bad financial decision, per se. Excuse me, I've never made a majorly bad financial decision before, other than maybe I should have gone to a trade school when I was trying to do engineering, even though I've never really seen a trade school in person before, and I don't know what trade schools actually do. Do you know any more about that? My buddy Austin would know, but I don't know shit. Sure. I don't know. I don't know shit. I've never been to a trade school, and I don't really understand what the what difference is. What does a high school look like? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> so I've never made a per se a poor financial decision besides like going to college when I didn't necessarily need to. Except I do love the college experience. I will say college has been the happiest I've been in my life. I thoroughly enjoy college because the people there, they're so cool, dude. College people are so cool because like either they like really like you and they like hang with you, or they don't per se like you and like they might talk about you behind your back but you'll never know because they're chill enough that they'll like hang out and be bros while you're there and then while you're gone they'll just like not bother you yeah i fucking hate that guy people don't bother you in college in high school and middle school before that people bother you in college people don't really bother you and it's nice this is how it is all right we're starting it back yeah you are frozen for a thousand years and and then you're thawed what's your first question do I have any more context? I mean, imagine what the world's going to look like in a thousand years. And What's you're my still first 21. question? Yeah. Why was I frozen? <laughs> I, you you got to give me a logical jumping point here. A logical no. launch pad. No, no you're not going to? No, I don't think I will. <laughs> so I, I'll try to have a legitimate first question then. Is, uh, is, was anybody I know frozen? Also frozen. Well? Mm. That's a good question. Yeah. That's probably what I would do. I would try to find out if there's anybody I knew. I feel like my first question would probably be, what the fuck? And then I would get screwed because there's no other questions. Because that wasn't the question I asked you. Did we just hit question inception? 
I just had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is there anything tons of people are obsessed with that you just can't wrap your head around? Um, not per se. I mean, like, younger generations, you know, generations that are younger than you will always be into things that you deem weird, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Like what? Like, uh, um, I don't know. I'll say, I'll throw something out there. I'll say TikTok. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't necessarily understand the appeal behind TikTok. I liked Vine. Vine was really funny. Loved Vine. It was really, really funny. And it's basically the same thing. Then, right? I, then I guess why I don't like a lot of TikToks is just because, it, yes, it's a creative outlet where you're able to, like, dress up and, like, dance to things and stuff like that and do duets with people, which is really cool. But, like, I wouldn't necessarily want to do it. Or, excuse me, it's because it's lip syncing most of the time. It's just, like, you doing something over an audio clip, which is kind of weird. I'd prefer it to be original content. That being said, my best friend and my ex-girlfriend both love TikTok and they have gotten me into doing them because I I love them. So <laughs> I would ne I would pretty much never do it otherwise but they taught me into it. My best bud, he was like, "So I have a TikTok and I have a lot of followers and but I want you to like do stuff with me." And I'm like, "I love you." <laughs> and that's why I helped him with it. So there's TikToks out there with of you? Yeah. Oh, how do it's I like, find these? It's like, you know what Game Grumps are? What, what? Game Grumps? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it, it would be, like, audio clips of them, and, like, it would be me and my friend just, like, pretending to be them. In a, in a What's sense. his TikTok, bro? I don't know. Ah, fuck. God. Yeah, shame. Damn it. Damn it. It's almost like I'm not on the platform, so I don't know anyone's <sighs> username on TikTok. Thomas, it was about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, so something, something that I... Don't get and that did did irritate me for a while was just this the the popular scene of rap music. A lot of people say that, and I'm gonna try to be as constructive as I can. I I don't find any less inherent value in the genre of rap music. But what I don't like per se about the genre is that it's usually just not a lot of like harmony involved there's not a lot of like pitched things going on it's like a beat track and then wordplay on top spoken word yeah yeah which yeah, obviously there are in-betweens and stuff like that where there are lots of people who have lots of stuff incorporated and the percussion is like really good and like uh they have like actual melody lines and they have like guitar and like stuff like that and i think it's really cool when they do that i can almost borderline not stand listening to a rap that's essentially wordplay on top of a beat. Wow. Uh, it's not that I don't, it's not that I hate it and I don't think it's you inherently less. It. It's just a medium that I would prefer to not really ever partake in. Mm. I mean, that's fair. You're so, so a in a sense, I don't get rap. No, I get the concept of rap. It's very fun to pull off raps. Eminem, baller. <laughs> but like, I don't get a lot of like, okay, so what, what I, here's what another thing I don't get about the current the, excuse me, the rap scene for the past, I don't know, maybe starting 2010 forward, probably later than that, 2013 maybe forward, is that a lot of the popular things you see in rap music videos, my, my friend Michael, he summed it up very well, and he said, bro, I hate listening to rap. It's like, how many hoes I got? This how many hoes I got. Shit, that started in the 90s, son. Okay, well, that started in the 90s. But since then... <laughs> Probably it's got, before that, honestly. Since then, it's gotten a lot more vulgar and more straightforwardly vulgar instead of metaphors. Mm. Although sometimes they have clever wordplay. Uh, I don't get the whole, like, 
I'm creating this song where I am proud of, um, I guess, gangster life, if, if that's what they call it. I don't know. I don't like get a so, year old so white dude. That, that's that. I know. I know. I'm incredibly white. It's interesting, right? Right. <laughs> so, so what I want to ask someone legitimately and not, I want to try my best not to be made fun of for it, is that people who do like rap and stuff seriously, and the subject matter usually pertaining to having gang life and stuff like that, how serious is it? Are you serious about what you're talking about? Do you relish? in slinging drugs and killing people daily that's the extreme of it but like is that do the people like do these people are they for real like behind that that's what i've never understood i wish that you there was a social media of yours that i could plug so i could make everyone that listens to this <laughs> podcast send you fucking answers to your question I mean, anybody who does know me listens to this, by all means, talk to me about it. I, I would actually genuinely love to know. <laughs> the man's just confused. I am genuinely just confused. <laughs> You're allowed to your own opinion, man. It's fine. Yeah. It's fun. Um, if you could turn any activity into an Olympic sport, what do you think you would have a good chance at winning gold for? Uh, marching band. <laughs> <laughs> think you could win gold? Uh, I mean, that's probably my most legitimate answer. I mean, I'm not phenomenal at it, but, like, I've got good marching fundamentals. And uh, it's been a while since I've played a horn that you actually hold with your arms as opposed to wear. But, like, if I had one that I did hold, I would have to, first of all, get fit. <laughs> because I tried to condition myself for tryouts this past summer, and it didn't go well. It hurt a lot. And I need to get better at that when I try to try it again. I should start as soon as I can. But, uh, yeah, I mean, marching band is just it's my sport, baby. All right, fair enough. Um, okay, what weapon would you use in the zombie apocalypse? Well, something ranged, so I don't have to get close to things. Yeah. Gross things. So, like, a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Anything I can get that allows me to you know, safely deal with things from a range, yeah. Now, where would you get the ammunition? That's a good question. I don't know. Because most post-apocalypses, post-apocalypses, the plural sounds weird. The point is, it's not like in media where, like, ammunition is, like, conveniently lying around most of the time, except no. for the people that were prepared for it. No. I'm not one of those people. Where am I going to find that shit? No, you'd be kind of fucked. It'd be kind of fun. I, I would just have to get myself into some sort of gated, well-protected community. <laughs> I wouldn't be a hunter or nothing, probably. I'd, I'd stay home. <laughs> well, would you rather go hunting or fishing? Like non-post-apocalypse? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess fishing. I've never... I've been fishing, like, twice, once legitimately, and I've never hunted. Did you enjoy fishing? I like hanging with the bros. Yeah. I would not fish by myself. <laughs> not doing it just for the sport the only of it. reason I'd ever go fishing is so I can hang with the bros so that's all sounds like you do a lot of things hang out with people yeah I or, mean or would do things not like I'm implicitly interested in a lot of things it's just that bros are doing it and they invite me to do it and I'm like I'm not gonna be that guy that says no so yeah <laughs> it's like what happened with Eric on his birthday he said I, I want you to come fishing with me and I said alright that was one of the few things I didn't think about because he said he wanted me to do it and I was like okay let's go let's go yeah. And because my schedule was actually open. What was the last thing that you did that was like super awesome 
but no one was around to see it. <laughs> so you remember how I said I don't do crazy things? I don't do awesome things either. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, throw something perfectly or I don't know, something. Yeah, dude, I did a sick bottle flip the other day. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> uh, no, I did not flip a bottle. I don't know. I guess. Um, I also don't think about myself often. So, like, at, at least I think so compared to other people. I, I don't keep track of a lot of my accomplishments, per se. A lot of my accomplishments are mundane, and they're, like, genuine, like, they're wholesome things. Like, I like that uh, a few months ago, I think it was last year, me and some of the boys from Find Me Alpha, which is our uh, music fraternity on campus, or one of, uh, we uh, went to go do a demo for elementary kids. We played instruments for them and got them acclimated with what they were and what they sounded like. And I think that was really cool. I like doing that. It was awesome to me. <laughs> I don't do cool things, man. <laughs> it was awesome to me. <laughs> um, is there something I know? I know that you don't really like spending money, but say say you had money. Mm-hmm. Is there something I'd that, love to? That <laughs> <laughs> I would love to say that I have money. Is there is there something that you would spend extra on to get the best of the best? And if and you can't say instruments. Not like that, that was my first thought. Yeah, cool. I'm glad I said it. <laughs> I guess it would. I don't know enough about cars to know what car to get. So I can't say car. I can't. No, I, I just want one that will not break down on me anytime soon. I want a car that lasts. <laughs> it's like a new car. And hopefully with good gas mileage. Uh, also, oh I would uh, if I can't like like when I was an engineer, I also kind of flirted with the idea of I want to be like a I want to research like renewable energy and get that shit implemented like in in real life and stuff like that daily life like, like heavily integrated into society so that a lot of things we do are renewable. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Like walking around on a sidewalk. You're gonna have to be more specific. Well, like because I've seen some some things. It's like you're walking around and like. The pressure that you, from when you step on something, creates, would create some kind of electricity. I don't know. I'm not a so so yeah. So finding renewable energy sources and finding all those and implementing them into society, like in your daily life, so that we don't have to rely on finite resources. Mm. But since then, I have decided that is not my problem. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) so drill, baby, drill. I wasn't going to say that, but uh, I don't. The question was, what would I splooge on to get a good product as yeah. opposed to a shitty one? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you throw, throw some things out that like a person needs to buy. <laughs> I don't know. A house, a car, you know. I'll buy the cheapest of both of those probably. <laughs> Maybe not the car. But if you had money. If I had money. You got to get out of this college so, kid So mindset. let's rephrase the question. What, would I, what do I want to splooge on? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Um, if you're making six figures a year, I can't say anything musical because it's it would be musical. <laughs> but yeah, get off that. I know. We already know. If anything, <laughs> I would genuinely just like to have not an apartment, but a nice small house to have a family in. I don't want a big house because that's lonely and. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want a like small-ish house. Just a smallish, nice house. You want a boat? I do not want a boat. An airplane. No. Gonna learn how to fly a helicopter. 
No. Uh, I don't like heights, and I don't necessarily like being in the ocean. More like the Elon Musk type guy. You want a rocket ship, huh? I do not. Space (laughs) terrifies me. (laughs) (laughs) If you had a free free trip to to the moon, you wouldn't take it? Mm, I really doubt it. Space (laughs) just scares me. Dude, it'd be Uh, crazy to have that view. Um, as much as this is a dumb answer, if I had a lot of money, I'd probably, I would donate a healthy portion of it to like good causes and stuff. God damn, you're. I know, I know, I know. You're so Thomas. I, I'm so white and I'm so fucking. It's weird because when things come out of my mouth, I'm like, this sounds lame. (laughs) What's, what's a question that annoys you? What What's a question that you get asked a lot that annoys the hell out of you? So, this is going to get a little personal. Let's do it. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, my ex, who I will not mention by name, uh, when Tracy. I was... Tracy. Um, sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. Tracy <laughs> would, like, ask me all the time, like, you love me and stuff like that, you know, lovesick type stuff. And I was like that for, like, a little bit, like a few weeks at most. The relationship lasted for four years. Over four years. <laughs> I was fucking over it. Asking me, like, all the, like, you know, do you still love me and stuff like that? And I'm like, God, shut up. (laughs) And that sounds really insensitive coming out. But I don't know. Of course, like, I'll always say, like, yes, of course. And I'll try my best to be genuine about it. But it gets a little annoying when people ask that kind of question so much. Do you like me? Shut up. Shut the fuck up. So, like, I understand some people are just like that, and they do need that reassurance to, to be comfortable with things. I'm starting to understand that more, and that's what my four-year relationship... And you just fucking hate that. My first relationship taught me. Four years. It's what it taught me, is that, like, there are people out there who are very different and have very different emotional needs. And the, the reason it ended was because I decided this we are not compatible. This is not working. So I'm the one to cut it off. But I was like... <laughs> I just slipped that in there, huh, Thomas? So it's it's not per se that it like is an inherently bad thing to ask over and over again, like, do you love me and stuff like that? Because people have different needs. But like that did annoy me a lot. It sounds really bad. I've just I'm trying to explain my reasoning. If you know me, talk to me after the podcast and fucking shit on me about how I'm a shitty person. I was about to, and then you said that, and I was like, maybe Oh, do I'm, you feel bad now? Maybe I Because I welcomed it? <laughs> <laughs> it would just be a lot less fun. Um, <laughs> is there anything you think everyone should do at least once in their lifetime? I mean, again, I can't think of a cool answer per se. Okay, that's fun. You should definitely have a... Well, find someone to... Find, find a family to have, and find someone... In a younger generation, either as a teacher or a parent or just a mentor, find someone to like pass down what you know. That's pretty much it. You got somebody like that, Thomas? To to who I'm teaching or? Yeah. Uh, not yet per se. <coughs> no one I could think of explicitly. Me and my little brother don't talk that much, and like we kind of do our own thing. It's just kind of always been like that. But like as of late, I do check on him more often, stuff like that, because out of the both of us, he is the more problematic child. I was very much like, if I did anything bad, I was very good about hiding it, and I didn't do much bad per se. Public sex, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I I was like kind of like the model child ish, and my little brother got into trouble a lot more often. He had he, he's had more girlfriends than me, stuff like that. He he's into like fast cars, 
he's in he's in a generation right now where like kind of like less polite ish at least in the area that we've been raised a less polite generation i don't want to generalize and say that generations below mine are less polite but oh god shut up i know i try to cover for everything because i want to thoroughly explain everything i'm saying and just take a stance bro it's fine no i am but i have to give <laughs> next question <laughs> it w- if you had told me that you were the trouble kid you wouldn't believe me well, I would want to meet this this person who's who's the worst one. <laughs> I would want to meet the one that's that's less troublemaking than you. Oh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying because it doesn't get more much more milk toast than me. That's the thing that came to my mind. What was when you it? describe someone who's boring, <laughs> what you milk toast. M I L Q U E toast. <laughs> I think Eric called me that once. <laughs> Either that or TJ. Also, what Austin says all the time, he says, I have no whimsical value. <laughs> he does say this. Wait, which is, it, it's true. It, it's kind of true. Kind of. I'm much more practical than I am whimsical. <laughs> I'm going to need you to get it together. Holy shit, I've never heard that before, ever. <laughs> what'd you say to me at work that had me off my ass you said get a grip <laughs> i need you to get a grip yeah, he like he like dropped something i'm like, yeah, i'm gonna need you to get a grip <laughs> it's just because no one had ever said that to me before <laughs> so when you did it hit really hard <laughs> oh my god that's so funny Whew. Tell me about the first time you got high. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. So, um, I think it was about 8 p.m. And I had been given an edible at first. And I ate half the edible. It was kind of like the recommended amount. Eat like half or less. And I was like, okay. And I did. For two hours, I felt nothing out of the, out of the ordinary. So, I was like, this is stupid. And then I ate the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really heavy, bro. <laughs> like... I started feeling it as I finished it. As I finished it, I started feeling like the smile come to my face that I couldn't like control. I couldn't put it down, and I was like, "Oh, this is weird." <laughs> and then I like started having like that kind of like a little bit of a euphoric feeling in my chest. It progressed wildly from there. <laughs> it's like a few minutes after that, in the place that I was sitting in that room, like on the floor, my limbs couldn't stop moving. I was just kind of shaking. Like, not vibrating, but, like, slowly shaking. Like, just kind of hopping. Like, in the spot where I'm sitting. And I can't control my limbs. They're just kind of moving everywhere. I was off my ass, dude. So you started feeling the effects right after you ate the first one. Or the second one. Um, the rest a- after I finished it, I started feeling it. It didn't hit until maybe a half hour after that. Completely. And it got to the point where, like, it, it, everyone, everyone there was high. So, yeah. like, I don't think anybody commented on how I was acting so weird, but I was kind of conscious of it. And that's what I, that's the funny thing about getting inebriated in any capacity is that you can't focus on all of your senses at once. It's like my, my, I lose my sense of taste for a second, for a couple seconds, but my smell is enhanced. I'm really focusing on smell. And then, like, I feel a pain in my leg and I'm like, ow. And I can't think of anything else. And then, like, my thoughts <laughs> lag behind a lot too. So, like, Normally, when I think, it comes out of my mouth almost immediately. It's not like that. I'm thinking, and it takes me a while to decide if I'm going to say it or not. 
And I almost said some like really, really like rude things to people, <laughs> but I held all of them in. Thank God. Like what? I don't know. I think I was just going to tell Austin that he's really annoying or something. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the coup de gras was that uh, I went, we went down to the kitchen for something and I was getting like my fucking my chimichangas out of the, <laughs> the freezer and I was going to heat them up and eat them because like they're so good. It's like they're really cheap too. I just really like them. And I put them in the microwave and like somebody came down and we started talking about something. I started laughing really bad. I was stumbling everywhere and I ended up crashing into the pantry <laughs> with my whole body, which already had a small crack in it. The crack got huge. <laughs> I borderline broke our pantry. <laughs> Thomas. And then I got back upstairs and then uh, we hung out for a little bit longer and then eventually everybody went home. We were like, we should all go to bed. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. I could still really feel it. But I like, I went to bed. I woke up the next morning and I was like, I slowly came to grips with the fact that, oh God, I am still feeling it. Except now it was annoying. <laughs> I was like, this has got to stop. I have a meeting later. Yeah. Didn't you, I went a, to that meeting high. <laughs> I was going to say, didn't you come into noodles just before? Yes. And I tried to hide it, but you were on to me, man. <laughs> I, I was, you, went, you came up to me while I was doing dish, and you're like, I'm going to see you feeling all right. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell something was, something was up, man. I couldn't. I could tell that I was acting a little funny. But after that, I ended up going to a Find Me Alpha meeting, like a fraternity meeting, where like all the officers were there. And I was, I believe I was one of them. Uh, and I, I stuck through it. I said nothing for most of it. And, like, I, I had input here and there. I, my thoughts weren't the most coherent. At the end, I was just feeling super guilty. So I was like, hey, guys, sorry about this. If it, like, showed up at all, I didn't want to make anybody mad. I've been really high this whole meeting. It's, like, since last night. <laughs> Luckily, they were all cool with it. At least that's what it seemed like. <laughs> they were just like, no, man, it's totally fine. <laughs> so you were you were... You had it. You had the gold in your hand, bro. You were you made it. You, I made it to the you, end of the business meeting. You you finished everything you needed. But it's the fact that like some of the times when I was talking, I would ramble more than usual. And that's what kind of like I was like, okay, I need to say something because otherwise I'm that asshole who like didn't say anything. I tried to hide it the whole time. So I just I was just honest about it. And let me tell you, it is extremely annoying to be inebriated when you go to sleep and then wake up and it's still there. It makes me so mad. Oh, not to mention the fact that my dad emailed me that day as well. And he said, I need you to email me like this paper or something. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> and I had to focus really hard to find the paper. I sent him the wrong one at first. And he said, this is something else. Can't you send me what I need? And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I ended up sending him the right thing on the second try. Wow. Wow. That, that edible fucked you up. It got me so hard, man. <laughs> what was it? I don't know. It was a, well. It was a brownie, but I don't know what was like in it per se. Oh, I I don't care about that. That's why. Yeah, no, it was a yeah, brownie. You, yeah, you it didn't taste particularly good. Weed tastes awful. Yeah, it doesn't have a great taste. Yeah. Have you have you smoked it? Yeah. What was that like? Um, I hate smoking because I'm not good at it and it hurts. Like it, it my throat, it, like my chest, like like combusts because like I'm so bad at it and I'll cough <clears throat> and choke and stuff. Hurts a lot. Did you get? Did you did you enjoy the experience afterwards? Though? Um, yeah. I mean, I I've had some chill highs now. Yeah. Not, like balls to the wall. <laughs> yeah. 
you had quite a bit, and it was your first time ever. Yeah, and it, the first time ever was the time I went the most ham. Oh, <laughs> uh, you haven't you haven't done that again? I I think I had an edible sometime after that, but it was less crazy. I think the second time, most of it was just chilling upstairs and just listening to like Bill Wirtz. I don't know if you know him, but he's the guy who did the video. That's a uh, the history of the entire world, I guess. Oh, yes. He does that, but he also does music. So we just stayed up there and we listened to his music while we were blasted. And I was like, this is really good. <laughs> and when I'm sober, I do think it's still pretty good. It's just not it's not extremely good, but it's, it's pretty good. Things are really enjoyable when you get a good high. Yeah. The thing that I was paranoid about when I got into my episode this summer was like, if I get high, is it going to accentuate that? Because the time that I was trying to email something to my dad, I got really nervous. Like, I was really, really nervous. And I was like, "Is it, can getting high make me feel really, really paranoid and nervous? Yes. I was scared of it. Yes, the answer is yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so I've talked to Austin about it since, and he's like, okay, well, we'll make sure that whatever you do, it's not too much, or it's some kind that, like, won't make you super in your head and stuff. Yeah, or at the very least, make sure like you're you're in a good setting, you know, before you start. I've yet to have a bad trip, per se. A bad trip on weed. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's the only illegal substance I've done. Really? Yeah. Man. I'm not too interested in doing others. Yeah, you gotta try some shrooms or something, man. That's what Austin tells me. Yeah, you gotta try some shrooms. I can't wait to talk to him about that next week. I totally forgot he's already had a trip. Yeah, he did. Uh as far as I know it went well. Eric was with him. Uh, they went for a walk in the neighborhood late at night. Yeah. 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 That's what happened to us too. Yeah. Yeah. We were standing on, we had the rule, don't leave the apartment. And we were standing on the balcony and we kept saying, what if we were, what if we were right over there? Did you really? What if we were, yeah. And you it was, said exactly that. It was right across the, the, this little park or whatever. <laughs> so what if we were there? Yeah. It was like, what if we were like right there? And we did that for like an hour and then eventually like. Eventually you did it. Some what well, it was me and Michael we were outside we were out on the balcony smoking and all of a sudden our buddy Zach who's also tripping with us just walks out the fucking door and we're like yo he did it <laughs> yo <laughs> so we end up walking all the way around this this we end up on Bargetown Road somewhere <laughs> fucking I, running from the cops uh, that's a little bit away <laughs> <laughs> on the lamb it was uh and the cops got us oh yeah they fucking got us that's funny. They were the most diesel police officers. Oh, yeah. You and Austin were drunk off your ass outside the store one time, were you? Weren't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That happened yeah. also. Austin told me about that. That was funny. Yeah, he was really, really drunk. And we were just trying to get him home. And the cops pull up behind us. And they were campus police officers. So I'm I'm assuming that they just see this a lot. And maybe they were they were like, it's sure. fine. Yeah. But, like, I can't believe they were. We were just like, oh, yeah, we're just trying to get him home. He's a little drunk. And they're like, all right, carry on. And just didn't investigate or anything. If they had, they, they didn't. They were like, they got it taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna drive drunk. It's fine. <laughs> Jesus. Oh God, Thomas, what are you? Are you gonna be able to take shots? Are you gonna like physically be able to? Sure. You think so? I don't know. I don't have any indication that says I can't. Well, you don't like liquor. Well, you don't like alcohol. Yeah, it'll taste gross. But I mean, I can, I can. Drink it real quick. I'm used to like you know drinking medicine as fast as possible. It's not the same, but yeah, it's not the same. It's at not all. the same. I took a vinegar shot. That's not <laughs> <laughs> probably the most pain I'll ever be in. <laughs> what do you normally do with like at the when they throw house parties and stuff? I just don't do anything. You just chill. I hang out. 
Also, I haven't, excuse me, I don't go to parties. Oh. I now live at a house where they host parties sometimes. When the parties happen, I kind of hang out with the people that I know if I'm not somewhere else. Don't like parties? No. Or I, I like gatherings where it's like people that I know. I don't, yeah, people mm. that I know well enough to hang out with. So what you're saying is we got to get a bunch of people over that you've never met in your entire life. Just... I, I would I would leave. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd walk in the door, I'd see what's happening and be like, that's cool, but I'm going to go. All right, so you get in. We start feeding you shots. We're recording the podcast, and then everybody comes in. I'm, I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'll call an Uber or something. You're just going to stand up and be like, this is too much. I'm it, going not, to leave. It, it doesn't even like do anything to me. It's just the fact that like, maybe it's the fact that it's like really loud, and there's a lot of people that I don't know. Mm. It doesn't negatively affect me per se, but I just prefer not to be there. It's funny, though, watching people be inebriated when you're sober. It's really funny. I don't know what that's like. Oh, because you, you're always partaking? Correct. Oh, okay. It's really funny. <laughs> Especially some people. Like Eric, Like he, when, he, when we have house parties, he'll be off his ass on something. And what he does is he tries to take care of everyone, make sure everyone's okay. So he's off his ass, but he's running around the house just being like, are you cool? Are you good? Are you chill? And stuff like that. And it's so funny. And this guy, uh, I guess I won't say his name. Uh, we'll call him T. T, he... He runs around at parties when he's like really high and he's just really happy apparently. And he just runs around and he hugs people a lot, except like he's really fast. Like he, he's not like stumbling or anything. He's just running around. He's like, Whoa! <laughs> he hugs people. It's just really funny stuff. And like one of the first times that I ever like talked with Eric was uh, at one of the parties and he was wearing a coconut bra and he came up to me and he said, Thomas, I'm really sad. <laughs> One of the first times I ever talked to him. Not the first, but yeah. What a weird thing to say in a coconut bra. Yeah, that was the weird <laughs> paradox of it. <laughs> like, dude, you should be happy. <laughs> no, it, he was drunk. He was sad drunk, Eric. There are different dr drunk Eric's. Yeah, I got to experience a couple of them. Yeah. 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 Not, not, not as entertaining as a... Uh... As pissing your pants. <laughs> not as entertaining as Eric pissing his own mouth. <laughs> Because I, I don't know if you've heard about that, but he did that. Yeah, so we talked about it on Down to Earth and okay. on... And okay, on good. From, yeah, we definitely... We've covered this topic for sure. <laughs> People need to know. They do. So, to end us off, I've got two more questions. Sure. How does Eric's piss taste? <laughs> How would I know? I didn't taste it. Why would you ask that? <laughs> did someone tell you to ask that? No. <laughs> I was just looking at Eric. I was like, it's going to be really funny because I'm going to have Thomas on it. I'm going to I'm gonna look at him and be like, so how does Eric's best taste? It beats me. I for sure did not taste it. So you, you obviously talked to I've tasted my own piss. You, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Tell me the story right now. It's not a story. <laughs> I was just, just I was I was just like, I think I was like under 10 years old and I was just in the shower and I was curious. I wanted to taste my own pee. Tastes really bad. <laughs> what? Like really, really bad. There's no story. Man, that's lame. Even even your wild stories are like, there's nothing to it. You're yeah, just like I it just, just had to do it. Yeah. All right. You talked about it on on Eric's Everyday People episode. Um, talk to us about like some of the things that you're excited about. You know, being a music teacher and stuff like that. 
specifically i'm excited about creating atmosphere where you can a student can come and genuinely enjoy their time that they're in there but also be productive at learning a new skill it like i said it's kind of like working out you go there you perform some rote thing occasionally learning new stuff how to do that rote thing better and it's just very satisfying to be able to have that but i also want to cultivate a band program somehow where there's an environment where like the kids will actually talk to each other and get to know each other and make some friends that they have for life stuff like that i don't necessarily yeah i don't keep in contact with anyone that i met in high school band but college band i have some people that i'm definitely going to know like for life what would you say would be the crowning achievement if you're in that field my crowning achievement would i guess just be seeing my students later on in life i guess see where they went and whatever they did doesn't have to be music as long as like as long as i know that i did something good for them and i made school less of an awful place for them because i didn't mind school i was just bored most of the time but everybody else hated school and i want band to be that place where like they they don't hate it i just want to make sure that band is a place where these kids can come and they can not hate life for a while so you like the ultimate goal would be like you know years into your career and like you you start to see some of your old students and then you know, like they're, they they like you specifically had a positive impact on yeah. my life. I don't specifically want to work in many schools either. I I want to cultivate a program in one place, uh-huh. maybe one or two, where like that program is definitely like shaped by me, mm. like a legacy, like a legacy, legacy, legacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Well, but it sounds really selfish when I say it like that. It's for the kids. It's for the kids, but you know, you got to build something, man. Yeah, that's true. You got to build something. I got to have something to tell my kids about. Yeah, be like, yeah, you know that music program? I did that. That's me. I did that. That's all me. I got that public sex. I did that. Anal. (laughs) Anal, in fact. Redacted. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Thomas, for coming on. Uh, Is there anything else you want to add and or plug? Not at all. I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> Pr- proud of you for this podcast, dog. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, so I guess the the plug here is uh, listen to more. Please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, for Great Man Media, I'm Devin. Don't forget a new episode of Thoughts from the Mothership airs this Monday, and we'll see you next week. See ya.